You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush and Ben Taylor. What's up, everybody? Uh, we have a special treat. I kind of teased it on, I think, the last show, uh, possibly. Um, a good buddy of mine who is the exact opposite of a dad bod, even though he's a dad. And one of the only guys ever that I think has sold me on possibly trying out joggers. <laughs> he makes it look so good, Mr. Mr. Blaine Barber. What's up, Blaine? Hey, Kyle, thanks. That was uh, a very nice intro. <laughs> I, I appreciate his compliment. Yeah. And I would take them and accept them. I know, because now i got a picture of Kyle and joggers, and dad, <laughs> dad, dad bods aren't supposed to do joggers. That's for, that's for lanky guys. That's for, that's for skinny guys. No, Blaine makes it look good. Yeah. <laughs> Blaine makes it look good. Every time I see him, I'm like, dang, I really think. You think you can pull it I off? Think I could, that you, you just got to try it. If, if you get negative feedback, you can fix it. But you got to at least give it a shot. Oh, I do. I want him to give it a shot. <laughs> I, I want him. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I want him wearing them. Yeah. Hey, our, our good friends over at Swanee's, we'll just plug them right here. They uh, they make a great jogger. They have a, they have a jogger in the line. Go, go get you some joggers and try them out. Yeah. And, you know, Blaine, you know, we're teammates now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, team- yes, that's correct. That's teammates. So uh, we're talking about Swannies. Who's, who's who's playing shortstop? Who's sitting the bench? Are we both? Are we both in the infield? We're we're like a third base coach. Like Listen, we're just kind of right now. We're bat boys. Yeah, we're, we're, bat, maybe bat boys. Yeah. Yeah. But you're on the team. You got the jersey. Yes, yeah. we got the jersey. We got we got all the get up that we need. Uh, yeah, that's and, great. And people can save a little money by going there. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, so it's easy to do, and they can and they can drop our name. That's one thing we have on you. We can't drop your name. They can drop our name, and they can that's uh, correct. And they can get twenty five percent off. So we're looking forward to sending people to 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 their now that we're teammates. So if you go to swan yeah. dot co, dot co, and you drop the uh, the discount code dadbodgolfpod hyphen twenty five. Yep, you can get twenty five percent off your order. There you go. Everybody do it. It's great. And it's already cheap. You're basically getting free shirts. Go exactly. get it. Exactly. I got I got my big box on the way. <laughs> he's, so got I'm like, excited. he's got like twelve, but no joggers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there yet. Man. I'll get there eventually. But uh Blaine, the reason uh, I kinda teased in the last show, like I said, um I caddied. I'm a professional tour caddy now. And um yes. I've, I've self proclaim. Self proclaim. Uh Possibly going to put it in my on my Facebook uh, profile, like under <laughs> under jobs had something like that. It's going to say Pro Tour Caddy, but anyway, he's changed his mind. At first, he was going to put it like in above his family, like he was putting Tour Caddy first. <laughs> he's going to be family underneath priorities. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and and I said, you know, it's just amazing that there's these guys out here that can shoot 62 out on this course like it's nothing the first time they ever see it and you know, they're so far away from actually making it on the PGA Tour. And it's such a different sport than like the NFL or Major League Baseball, which the draft's going on right now, or basketball. You know, when you get done with college, there's a draft, and then you kind of know what team you're going to go to. Or, you know, with the NFL, you pretty much go straight into the NFL. Basketball, you go to basketball, or you can do the G League and work your way up. Um, baseball is kind of the same thing. They got the farm system. Mm-hmm. Golf is just a completely different animal. And I don't think people really understand or appreciate the journey that a guy has to make from college to make it on the tour. And then like all the different things that can happen there where you go down and back and forth yeah. and exemptions. And so I wanted you to, you know, I wanted you to kind of describe your journey from college, you know, to the tour and, and, and the things that like the average guy, the average dad bod may not know about what status means and what exemptions mean and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I have a unique perspective on it cause I've kind of been through every level of professional golf. Um, some guys make it straight out of college and go straight to the PJ tour and never look back. And that's all they, they know their entire careers. And then, some guys plow through mini tour golf and uh, developmental tours like the form tour um, and, and get all the way there. But yeah, like you, you touched on one of the unique things about golf compared to other sports being an individual sport is that it is a complete meritocracy. Um, You just earn your status based off the merit of your play and your performance. Um, And I think it takes a unique type of individual to, 
thrive in that and enjoy it because, I mean, it is stressful and there is, um, there's no guarantees and you kind of just got to be high on confidence and uh, work hard and get after it. And so um, it presents a unique opportunity with a really high ceiling, but, I mean, there is a low floor and there's a lot of pressure involved in that. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of just go through my story if you have any, like, questions or comments as I walk through the various uh, levels that I've gone through and kind of how my career has panned out thus far and then just stop me or sure. ask mm-hmm. a question or whatever. Um, but uh, I'd say quick summary of like leading into college. I mean, a lot of kids want to be professionals when they're in high school. Um, that was sure. certainly my ambition. Um, probably didn't really hone in on it and believe I could do it until after my freshman college, I had success uh, my freshman year and competing against good competition and sort of being able to, compare myself to the best in the country and felt like, okay, yeah, I think I can do the professional golf thing. And it is certainly my ambition at this point. And so, um, I joke with people that I majored in golf and minored in finance at Auburn, um, because that was what I wanted to do. So, um, I tried to be a diligent student and do what was required of me, but I was waking up every day with the intent of playing professional golf when I finished Auburn. So, um, the, there's so much complexity to this question. Like, how do you get status? Where do you play? How does all this kind of stuff work out? Because even in my situation, it's different now in 2021 than it was in 2012, because now you have PGA tour U for college guys coming out of the college system. Right. Um, there's varying paths to get to the tour, but at the very least you have to go through the corn free tour now. Whereas I turned pro in 2012 in the summer and there was still the potential to go straight to the PGA tour from Q school. And so 2012 was the last year that that was possible. Wow. Um, and the way you touched on exemptions earlier, the way I turned pro is they used to give 10 exemptions to the 10 first team, all Americans into what used to be the nationwide children's invitational in Columbus. It's now a corn for tour finals event. So it's kind of been elevated to a bigger event. Um, it used to be in the regular season, but it was still kind of one of their premier events. And they would give the 10 first team All-Americans from college an exemption into that event. And you could either play as an amateur and just gain experience, or you could use it to turn pro. So um, numerous guys have played in that. John Peterson almost won it as an amateur. Harris English did win it as an amateur. Ricky Fowler played in it. Webb Simpson played in it. It was an event every year where you see deal. some of the top college guys turn pro and start their career. And so... I, I got that exemption my senior year and decided to turn pro in Columbus. Um, and so when you do that, you can, um, you're not a member of the tour, but you can, you can get on a run. If you finish top 25, you get into the following week. So right. you can, even if you're not a member of the tour with like guaranteed starts, you can you kind of snowball it. Parlay it yeah. into um, exactly. You can kind of get a, get a run going. So um, I turned pro there and then played that and played well, finished, I think I actually finished one shot out of the top 25. I finished like 33rd or 34th. Um, and so I went straight from there to mini tour golf, um, right. which is even a different animal now than it was then. But um, there, being that there were more opportunities in mini tour golf and you could actually make a little bit of income, um, now it's really difficult because of the sort of just flooding the market with Latin America tour and the form tour and, uh, pre-COVID you had China. Um, so there was, there's a lot more bigger stages to step straight onto the corn ferry and then onto the PGA tour. Whereas when I played, there was the NGA tour, the e-golf tour, and they were pretty well-established big tours that you could go play. So, uh, I turned pro that week, went straight and just played as much in NGA tour, mini tour golf as I could that fall just to kind of get ready for Q school. Um, and then also, like I said, it was the last year, you could get your PGA Tour card from Q School. So straight you could go straight from college to the tour. Um, and then that was the year. It's fairly well chronicled. You can look it up online. I, I played in – I got through first stage easily. Um, I was on a heater. I was playing great. I won like five or six NGA events leading up to it. And uh, played one or two other corn fair events that fall as well and had some good finishes. Um and so I was really playing well. And then I DQ'd myself because of a penalty that was kind of misunderstood and applied after the fact. And so oh. that starting, so I played pro golf for six months and then I didn't have any status. So I rolled into 2013 with 
no status on any tour. Okay, um, let, me, let me stop. Let me stop right so, there. Yeah. Stop. All right. So, a question for for dad bods. Okay. Number one, yep. def- tell us what exactly an exemption means or entails. Like, yes. Like what is what does that what does that mean? And how do you, I guess you you yep. explain you explained how you could get them uh, for finishing yep. high in college. How do you get them just in general? I guess. Yeah, they're, they're literally at the discretion of the um, author, authoritative parties of any event. So, like, the tournament has a, spe- a specific number of exemptions each week that are specified to either um, restricted or non-restricted. Non-restricted, they could literally call you guys, you two guys, and say, hey, we want to have the, the dad bod golf pod, uh, you guys playing in our event. And they can That's give cool. you... They can just call you, handshake deal, like, hey, you guys come play in our event, and they can give you those two spots. So that's, that's how you see, like, um, Steph Curry. That you yeah. see, like, Steph Curry playing in that's a right. fair event or, or local guys that – Well, that's, that's, how, that's how – remember, Romo caught so much flack. Tony Romo did because he got yeah. invited. People yeah. were like, why didn't you – you know, why didn't you let your sponsors why, – why didn't they, you know, ask a, a tour player to do this? And everybody was like, that's well, right. this is a special exemption. Like, they can it, – it's not – not tour player related. Gotcha. How does that differ? That's correct. Yeah. Does, does that differ from a like a sponsor's exemption? What is a sponsor's? Is that any different? It's it's the same thing. That's just semantics. Um, okay. The the sponsor may have something in mind. Like I, I'm just using this as an example off the top of my head. Tony uh, has a relationship with since he used the CEO of AT&T. Like maybe that relationship AT&T gave the buyer Nelson one year. Um, Can you tell that story? So, hey. Yeah, tell that story one more time. Yeah, it, it really cut you off big time. Tell that story one more time. Goodness gracious. <laughs> um, so it's it's semantics. It's, it's the same thing. Uh, it's just an exemption, but the sponsor may have influence over, you know, AT&T may have had a pre-existing relationship with Tony and they wanted to give that spot to him gotcha. um, in, at the buyer Nelson or whatever. And so it's, there's, you know, there's people that sit on these tournament boards. There's tournament directors. There are uh, title sponsors and supporting sponsors, and they kind of just via networking that spot can go to any number of people. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. And then the second term that you said was status. And I hear yeah. I hear that a lot. Defi- kind of help help us define. Yeah. How do you how do you elevate that? your status in order to be able to get into or what a does it even mean? Yeah, what, what does, does that mean? mean? What does it entail? Yeah, so the easiest way to get status on a tour is via Q school, mm-hmm, uh, right. qualifying school. And so there are qualifying schools for the Latin American tour, for the Forum tour, for the Corn Ferry tour, for you can go do it for Asia or Thailand specifically or Africa. Uh, there, I mean, there are qual- European tour all over the world. There's You have to go play a single week at various stages. And that's the other thing. It kind of flows down. You have to trickle out and kind of weed out the people who, you know, really don't have any business playing, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term, you got pre-qualifying in the U S if I was going to go try to get status, the right to play on the corn Ferry tour, uh, you have to go, if you have, if you're going in cold Turkey, you've never, you know, uh, qualified via any of the exemption categories, uh, like, you know, past members of the tour, past winners, et cetera. There's all these different things that can bypass various stages. You have to go pre-qualifying. If you get through that, it's four days. You get to first stage. If you get through that, it's four days. You go to second stage. That's four days. And then final stage. Um, and actually, when I got through the first time, Q school used to be six rounds at final stage. Uh, now it's only four. So coming out, if you're just – want to chase the dream and you you've never had any uh significant achievements that are going to grant you permission past any of those stages you got to play 16 rounds and beat a lot of people um and even yeah. then you're just guaranteed like eight four or eight starts at the beginning of the year and then if you don't play well in those four or eight starts you will shuffle amongst all those qualified people and you will start losing the opportunity to play and so um it it I mean, it, it seriously could be a three-hour discussion on yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Just the the complexity of all the various categories, and but, there's so many people that have that status that it's 
just get shuffled around a lot. So, so basically, though, in layman's terms, status, like you said it actually, it's just the right to play on that tour. That just means you're av- you're able to play in those events without having to That's go correct. through like Monday qualifiers and things like that. That's right. Yeah. Gotcha. But 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 even then, you can have status on the tour. Yeah. But you may have poor status and you have to go play the Mondays because you're not your status isn't elevated to a point of being able to go just and, show up and just sign up and play. Gotcha. Um, but what having status by getting through Q school grants you is the right to move up in the points and the standings. Uh, if you went and played four corn for events and you had four thirtieth place finishes, other than the money you received, it wouldn't do you any good for the rest of the year. But if Joe, somebody that has conditional status, goes and does that. He's at least accumulating points, points. And giving himself the right to to move up in the standings, if that makes sense. So, like the guy so that someone, someone without status is literally just playing for the cash. So, more than likely, the Jonathan, the guy that I caddied for, that played in Colorado this week with you, his mm-hmm. finish was I think it was like T thirty two, T thirty seven, something like that. That doesn't do anything for him for points or, or anything like that towards the, the playoffs at the end. It's just that's correct. The money that went. Okay. Cool. Yep. Cool. Well uh we we took a big break in, into your into your story, but you can <laughs> you can pick up no, that's, pick up Yeah, no, that's fair. It's it's such a it's such a it's fascinating if you're a nerd, like a golf nerd, but it's yeah. also I mean it's just it's super complex. Like uh just all the there, there are so many. If I, if I pulled up a field list, if I showed you the field list at the John Deere last week, yeah, there's like 52 different categories down to the last guy in the field. One uh, A being like past champs of the PGA and the U.S. Open, I think, and then 52 may be like conditional members coming off of a medical extension or something like that i mean it's gotcha. just like this plethora of names in various categories all the way down to the list and it's i, I don't even think us players really understand it are they doing it to grow the game or are they doing it to because there's money out there for sponsorships or i mean because take a look at brooks kepka i mean he's one that he decided after college he went straight over to europe and started playing and then you know, when he came to the States and started playing on PGA Tour, people were like, oh, this guy's awesome. Well, he was actually pretty good before, but he, he yeah. was one of those that jumped from college to overseas. And, of course, everybody over here is not going to be able to see him on television or even know who he is uh, when he's doing that. Um, but it, it seems like it's not that simple anymore. Like, you have to you have to go through the, the whole motions and rigmarole of knowing the points and the status. And, and if it's not that, it's money. Or, or you go and... Like you said, I mean, you spend umpteen days in Q school trying to get through that grind. Yeah, yeah. You hear, yeah. That's 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 intense. That's pretty intense. It's it's so it yeah. It's, it's almost frustrating to look at as a fan too to see these guys that go through Q school and you see a guy that misses a putt on eighteen that cost him a you know card or a chance to to move yeah. up and it's heartbreaking, man. And there's I mean, there's nothing you can do about it, but um, yeah. I don't know. As yeah. you said, it's become so complex. It, it's it, it's it's fun, and it's it, it. When you're a golf nerd or you're somebody that's following, it, it's great. But if I saw you on the street and I said, "Hey, walk me through what you do for a living," like I would just be sitting there going, "What in the hell are you talking about right now?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, and it's 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 cliche and kind of just an inside joke amongst you know professional golfers. But it's like good golf solves all the issues. Um, you're you play when you have the opportunity to play and you stay as sharp and prepared as you can and you you suck it up and you just grind it out when when you're given the opportunities and you kind of look back over your shoulder and eventually it just all adds up um right. and so it, it is complex but it's also super simple if you you shoot the lowest score you're going to get uh good golf solves all the the issues that you know may come with all the different you know complexities to it and, and a lot of times on these small, like these, like the form tours and things like that, it takes good golf at the right time, you know, to get that, yep. get the right, you got to time it right and, and get hot at the right yep. time. And uh, it's definitely, it's definitely something that after watching it live, that brings a whole new appreciation. Like I said, there's a whole new appreciation yep. to it. 
Yeah, and then like you said too, Philip Knowles, one that week, he's he's a good friend of mine. And yes. I mean, Philip shot 20, 2300, 20. I, I think it was somewhere around there. Um, didn't make a bogey on the weekend. He's a fantastic player. I've played a, a decent amount of practice rounds with him. And I mean, he's still two levels away from the PGA Tour if he continues to play that well for an extended period of time. Like it's it's just, there's so many good players that can do that each week. And it, I mean, you just gotta, like you said, it's gotta be the right time. Your performance has to stay high and it's gotta be done over like a long duration. A long duration um, and yeah. so, yeah, it's uh it just takes a lot to keep, keep moving through each stage because it's so many good players out there. And every, yeah, every week there's, there's like that buzzsaw guy that can shoot, that can shoot, you know, 23, 24 under, and you got to yeah. go. Do, you got to go compete against just tons of those dudes every single week, and you got to be there yeah. every single week. It's definitely, it's definitely tough. And like you said, this guy just won a tour event, and he's still going to be, like you said, two steps or more away from from the tour. And it's yeah. just, it's just crazy to, it's crazy, and people don't, yeah. really, people don't really understand that. People don't really get that. Yeah, the the talent level. How much is that? change since your college days of golf what you see now uh day in and day out um i don't i mean i think i i i my my gut instinct is to say not really much it's there's always been you know there's always the guy that comes out of college and makes it straight to the tour and um i mean i turned pro about the same time as speed and kind of watching what he did Mm -hmm. and so um there's always so many good players and you know i i guess the the good play from young guys kind of spurs on more good play from guys behind them and it builds confidence and and whatnot but um i mean it's it's always been you know whether it's when i turned pro or 20 years before that i mean it's it's always there's always some other guy you know right behind you nipping at your heels um that's that's willing and able and working hard and wanting to do it and so uh, you know, I don't, it's, it's just a very competitive sport and there's such a small, everybody's sort of North star is the PGA tour. And so you're shooting right. for something where 125 guys a year in the world keep full status on that tour. Like that's a very small subset of the population that plays professional golf. So, but, but on the flip side though, you got to think like you, you are not like we're, we're close to the same age. So, when we're really starting to kind of get into golf when we're younger is when Tiger was going crazy and, go, and, yeah, and sure. growing. So like your age group to a little bit younger, that's whenever golf like really started to explode. So yes, I'm sure it was tough. I'm not saying it wasn't tough before that, but like our age group to a little bit younger than us, it's like there's just one dude after the next dude, after the next dude, after the next dude that can just absolutely Mm-hmm. knock the pins over and and yeah and they're loving yep. golf all because of that whole you know that tiger rise right around the yep. you know early 2000s so. yeah because he and i yep. are the same age like my everybody always talks about oh your age group you're into golf because of tiger i was like no no i'm the same age as tiger like right by the time yep. i you know when i was in college and really like starting to play golf serious because let's be honest i didn't want to go to class so i started I took golf classes and so that way I could play free at uh, <laughs> Auburn links whenever it was actually a decent course. And, uh, and, but that was, I, I'd tell her about even as well as I play like that, that I'm not playing because of tiger. I'm playing cause I kind of grew up playing golf. It was all the guys behind me yeah. that were yes. just younger than me that were, they got them fired up. Yes. I mean, cause you could see it because when, then when I got yeah. out of college and then I'm paying to play golf and, and having to show up and you see all these kids in red shirts, every time you go to the golf course, and yeah. they're they're five, six, seven years younger than me. I'm like, okay, so this is the tiger wave that's in the that's athletic in. in the athletic yes. portion of it started to really come and play. And then so guys could wear joggers, stuff like that. Yes. And look <laughs> that's right. And just look svelte out there playing. That's right. Yeah. So um so Blaine, you had a big finish this weekend. Uh, yeah. you had a top ten and uh yeah. where T P C Colorado, is that right? That's correct, yep. It's a beautiful place, but it looks like you're literally pulling into almost like the entrance is like the entrance to like a prison facility. That's like way because it's like there's nothing around. Like yeah, it's literally that's right. 
it's literally nothing around. It's like every Robert Trent course in the state of Alabama. Yeah, they're dude, out in the middle of nowhere. But I'm telling you, there is nothing. I'm not a tree. Not Den- a, Denver is a very, very flat, open piece of landscape. Which it is. The speed limits on the side roads are 65, and the interstate 75. I mean, it is like wow, everything's spread out and open, and that piece of property is the same. And so they had a, uh, I know they had a par five. Was it 13? Was it 13? Yeah, it's my least favorite hole in golf. It played <laughs> on Sunday. Blaine, correct me. It's stupid. It's the worst hole. Yeah. It's the worst par five ever created. Because I've been waiting to ask you this question. So it played like 777 yards or 700. What was That's it? That's correct. 700. Into the wind. Into the wind. What was cool. your third? What was your yardage? On the third shot, into the um, if you're smart, the, the third day I hit driver, smoked it, four iron, smoked it, eight iron. Okay. Uh, and then the <laughs> other day, uh, the other bad day when it was into the wind and the tee was back, I hit driver, three wood into the twenty foot deep lip of a cross bunker, oh. wedged that out into the rough. Hit that at twelve feet and made par. Nice, grinded uh, it out. <laughs> but it's, there's this cross bunker. Like if it's into the wind, I can't cover the cross bunker with a three wood. And if you hit it right of it, you're hitting another probably five, four or five iron in. So it could, it's more than likely going to be driver three wood five iron if if the wind gets correctly positioned. And it's just it's just a bad hole. This is this is the same type hole I was telling you when I played at Stream Song. And the caddy looked at me and he said, par is a good score here. Yeah. Like, you yeah. you make par on this hole, you're going to win money from the rest of the group behind us. Yeah, <clears> this was, was like, legitimately a par six. It says five yes. on the card, but, like, <laughs> if you if you make five all four days, you're picking up shots on the field. And I see, want- we weren't even playing from the tips like you guys, but still it was on this one, on this one in particular, I was hitting driver, three wood. You want to stay left on with the three wood, but, but you're not, not too far up left because you're in that bunker and then because it's a cross bunker too. And you're totally screwed. But if you go right, you're going to be hitting as as a dad bod. You're going to be hitting driver three wood three wood to get into the green. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That is not a recipe for success. No, not at all. And of course, then you get up there in the green. Now the green is the size of six football fields. Yeah. So that's once you get the. But there's also bunkers protected. So it's I I understand where you're coming from when you say that the worst par five in golf. I get it. Were you so? Yeah. How how long did it take you? or probably not very long to kind of figure out, I'm sure with elevation, your carry distances and things like that were a little bit off. Was it much like uh, they had to do uh, – Trevor Immelman gave Charles Barkley like a – It's 15%. I've been trying like to a, tell like you. Like a 5-10-minute <laughs> math lesson on the match last Tuesday. So I was just – Wow. <laughs> it was hilarious. So how, how – That's funny. How, how much did it, affect, did it affect you? How long did it take to kind of get used to it? Yeah, so uh, – I've played at elevation a good a good bit of times, and it's typically five percent for every twenty five hundred feet of elevation. So Denver is at five thousand feet, so it oh, stays at about ten ten percent. That's um, not too bad. That will vary based off the time of the day. Yeah, uh, it'll vary based off a downhill shot or an uphill shot. Um, sometimes. I always just convert my number backwards 10% instead of like figuring out how far my ball is going. I just, that makes it streamlined and basic. So I can just play off my normal yardages. Yeah. So if I got 170 to the pin, I just play it like 153 and then just work off of that. Um, and, but it can change. It, it becomes very feel based because if you, if I got 153, a chip, a chipped eight iron is going to go a lot different than a hard nine because a nine is going to be up in the air up more, the air. whereas an eight is going to be lower and not get up in the air as much. And so with the thin air, like sometimes the same number with a three quarter shot or a full shot is really like 10 yards different than it would be at sea level. Um, and so it just becomes like, I get the number and then I kind of just fudge it, you know, like, if I'm going to chip it, I may only play seven and a half percent. If I'm going to nuke it, I may play 12 and a half percent. Um, and so it just, you kind of just hit it in the spots. You want to make sure you miss it and then just, um, 
try try to give yourself some grace if you hit one really short or really long because at times it's just hard to control it. You've heard guys say when they play in thin air like that, hitting that window, because some of them will even play it where they said that they've tried to stay in that same trajectory on just about every shot. Like, yeah, just because you know where it's going. Now it may not be the the, That's right. the club you want, but you you at least know where it's going. Is that it? With you talking about how you know going up and throwing it up in the air or or going low, do you try to stay around the same trajectory, or, or as you said, are you just playing it as feel? I'm trying to as best I can. That that's the best I've ever played at altitude, and I think it's. I tried to just bring everything back down to a baseline. So like, let's say I got 200 yards. Those greens were super firm. Um, if I got a downhill shot, downwind, firm green, like that number gets real small, real fast. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like mentally the pin is still 200 yards away visually. I'm hitting a nine iron. And so it can be very discombobulating just feel wise. And so I try to just make it, I just try to convert everything to where it's just a sea level shot. Like I'm just, this is the shot I'm hitting. And then I'm just going to let the physics of the situation take over. Just commit to um, it. Because otherwise it starts to get frustrating or you start to maybe manipulate it. Like I've had times in the past where your driver just doesn't spin as much. It just comes out in a different window and it kind of doesn't, sometimes it'll fall in the air. And then I used to like, I would get into bad swing habits because I'm now trying to hit it higher, reacting to what my eyes are seeing. And so last week I did my best to just, I'm just going to hit the same shot I'm going to hit on the range of AU club, and then I'm just going to let all the factors just do what they do um, and do my best to calculate those correctly. That's the best. That, that way you can at least commit. You can commit to your shot, and like you said, just let yeah. whatever, whatever whatever happens after that. You just you know you at least you felt good over the swing and everything, confident over the swing. And That's then, right. Bingo. So you got, you're headed to where again? You're headed to? So we're in uh, Springfield, Illinois this week, birthplace, birthplace of Abraham Lincoln, evidently. Nice. Um, a lot of And then Springfield, Missouri next week. So two Springfields back to back. Where is the Springfield, Missouri event? Highland Springs Country Club. I played, yep. I played a few courses at that. Uh, Payne's Valley's not far from there. That, uh, the, That's uh, correct. The Big Cedar, yeah. So yeah, we, got, yep. we got the next two events, and then you'll be hopefully – continue on playing um yep so have you i'll be pl- home for a week after that but i got yeah i got four four events left um until the finals so just need to keep the positive momentum rolling from last week bingo bingo and uh you know i don't want to take too much credit but you know you were pretty fired up you're coming on the show today so you're, <laughs> yeah that's you're, right you're, that's you're, exactly i thought about it literally the whole week you're fo- you're <laughs> focused <laughs> it's so tough for you to sleep we did it middle of the afternoon yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> had to wind down and then and then get it in. But man, uh, we appreciate you teaching to do average just dudes that play golf on Saturdays a little bit more about dad bods. Dad bods, yeah. yeah dad two, bods. two dad Wait, bods. Give me before we hang up on this. Give me your definition of a dad bod because I've heard a great one. Okay. Oh. So to me, it is when you look at yourself with your shirt off and it's just not impressive anymore at all <laughs> whatsoever. So I'm okay. just the opposite. I, I think you can. I think see, you can actually see, look I at think, yourself in the mirror with when, clothes I on. I think that's when you've let yourself go. I think that's when you're like, <laughs> if, if that's the reaction, I think you've maybe gone. You've tipped over the edge. No, well, let me let me, let me let me back up. So it's it's you're not like you're not just on the unhealthy stage, but you're not tone. Okay, you're not that tone shredded that you look like with your shirt off. It's just like, it's just, you're just there. I think, no. I think it so, comes, I think it becomes, that, so, I think it's when you, when you have to start buying clothes that you haven't ever bought before, you got to size up <laughs> and, and, and everything, <laughs> everything has to deal around the waist. Like the pants, you, the pants aren't any longer or shorter. They're just, they're just wider in the waist and the shirts, you go from largest to XLs. See, that's just getting fatter. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah see, but I still think that's so dad bod. Because I still, gonna, I'm in decent health. It's I'm just the fear that's added to if it. If we're going to create a spectrum here, the, the one I've heard that I love is if you're going to have like the super fit, you know, felt guy, and then you got the fat guy on the other end, the dad bod is when you're at the pool and you take your shirt off and everyone is neither impressed nor do they care. <laughs> that like, is it. You're good to go. Like, yeah, they're not depressed. Nobody looks at you and says, "Oh man, that guy's ripped." Yeah. But then nobody looks at you and is like, "Oh, he's fat." You're just yeah. like, 
Yeah. You're just free to just you're invisible. You you're See, invisible. You're invisible. That, that's what happened. I was just at the beach last week. That's what happened. That's like a nobody experience. paid attention, that's, including my own family. The they paid no attention. It has nothing, nothing wrong with They're that. They're not impressed nor repulsed nope, exactly. at the same time. Yeah, that's it. That's it, man. Isn't that odd though? Because us, us guys is holy. It's totally different. Because you can see a guy that just pulls a shit. He's like three fifty with his shirt off and pulls. He's like, what a unit! Look at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, like I said, man, I appreciate this. Um, we wish you the best of luck, and um, y'all go check out Swan- Swannies. Mm-hmm. Swannies dot co. Blaine wears it much. Blaine wears it much better than we do, but. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll be able to pull off a few things, and I may even try the joggers. I may even try the joggers eventually. We can save you money. Try them out. Yeah, we can save you money at checkout, dadbodgolfpod-25. Take 25% off your next order. Or dash 25. You're in all these proper names, like the Open and and the British Open, and it's the Open Championship. Is it the Open, or is it the British Open? Uh, just depends on the moment. Depends on the audience. Thank you. No. Thank you. Thank you. The PGA Tour. <laughs> the PGA Tour calls it the Open, so that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we, that's fair. Yeah. yeah they, I mean, they, honestly, and they've I don't made care. some. And they've made some great decisions when it comes to COVID and everything else as of late. Yeah, I was so. gonna say they're not letting vaccinated negative test people go play, so I don't care what they're called. Oh, that's a great point. <laughs> that's a great point. That was a fun. That was that was several fun Twitter conversations over the weekend. Yes, on that it one. was. Hey, Paige Spiranic oh, calls rolling. it the open so get some of that yeah well (laughs) she makes a lot more money is a lot hotter than i am i'm calling the british open (laughs) Uh, all right dude uh be safe and uh we'll chat again soon thanks blaine see you i appreciate it so that was my good buddy blaine barber tour pro that's big flex big flex we know each other (laughs) know each other he uh he ain't got you in those joggers yet though no soon soon we're gonna we're gonna keep what? Please don't wear them until you and I are playing together. We're gonna do a match, and there needs to and be we're both gonna. There have needs to be like eight of us for you to be wearing these things too. Yeah. I don't want it just to be me and you. Oh, I want on. to be a bunch of people. Come on, I gotta, I gotta put my toes in first before I just jump, <laughs> jump straight in the pool. But now it's Blaine. He was educating dad bods on tour life. That's fascinating, and it is absolutely blows my mind because, like I said, I was talking about the drafts and things like that. You just think that you go straight like what if you're the best players in college and some do, but you just jump you jump straight there, but there's so many rungs in the ladder and there's so much competition. Like I said a couple shows ago, the, the NCAA champion, Turk Pettit, mm-hmm. is playing on the forum tour right now. You know, he won the the national championship. The yep. s- not not a team at a decent school. Not at, at a, Clemson. Not, not as a team as the individual. Yep. Won the national championship, and he's on two two rungs below the PGA Tour right now. And he's and he's a great player, and he's probably going to end up making it. But he has to put in the time, just like just like everybody else. So, well, look how well Blaine played in college, and able to make that transition. Freshman All American, and he was playing. He's he's came out the same time, same age as Jordan Spieth. Right. I mean, you're talking about two guys that are, if we put them head to head right now, you would say Blaine's the better golfer. Yeah. If you watched him play golf, if, yeah, Blaine is a thousand times more impressive. Yes. And yet, Jordan's multi-major winner. Right. Plenty of sponsorships with Under Armour and everything, and Titleist and everything else. Right. It's, it's it, honestly, it's when you, he mentioned it, when you get hot and how long you stay hot. How long you can stay hot. And it's got to be at the right time. You know, those guys that came through here and shot, you know, 23, 24 under, if they show up at the next two tournaments and shoot five under, guess what? That's not good. No. They're not moving on. No. So it's that, that is when they say it was a grind. There's your grind Absolutely. to know that you got to shoot 20 plus under for five, six tournaments in a row. To just qualify to make it to the next level? Yes. Come on, man. It's tough, man. Now, I can't imagine, like, you know, the the psychological impact and, like, the toll it can take on you, like the pressure you put on yourself mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. So it's definitely uh, a lot of respect, a lot of respect for those guys. And a uh, big shout-out to Blaine for helping us out. And not only – he didn't even know this, but he right at the end, he segued into probably the biggest thing that we've been looking forward to talking about. Uh, with the open, yes, aka 
British Open. The British Open. For losers that want to say that. <laughs> Depends no. on the situation. <laughs> the situation. According, according, He's to, being friendly. according to your good friend. He's being friendly because he didn't know what side of the aisle I was on. How, how, how do you know? Yeah. Either, <laughs> how do you know I didn't text him ahead of time? I, maybe I, maybe may I, have. Maybe I Twitter have. messaged him and said, hey, if Kyle throws this out there. You gotta say. Just know that it can go either way. Just know that he's wrong and I'm right, and you need to you need to play peacemaker here. Yeah. So um, we kind of teased it. Actually, Blaine teased it <laughs> unknowingly that that's what we were going to talk about. But Bubba Watson, who's playing really good golf mm-hmm. right now, and I don't know what this means. I should ask. I should ask Blaine this. But a lot of people were saying that this course set it up set up perfect for him. I'm going to guess there's a lot of like right to left holes. I don't know. I, I guess go. when I've looked at the aerial view, I mean, it's going to be one of the true link style courses. There's not a tree on the course it doesn't yeah. look like. So uh, it makes you wonder, like the shape of the uh, the fairways, if it or or the way he's able to shape his ball, if he can cut corners, even if it is if it's left to right, right to left, whatever it may be, maybe there's just an opportunity with no trees out there that somebody like a Bubba can go can out just and smash it. Yeah, I mean, it, just hit 40, 50 yard cuts and it's no big deal. Whatsoever. He may he may have been taking lines that. You know, you talked about when you were catching that form tour, a guy took a line over, over a hole that you'd never seen before. Right. I think that's probably what you – you've seen that before out of Bubba. Yeah. On, on short par fours. On every are, hole he plays. Yes. It's <laughs> a line we've never seen I mean, it, it, it's the famous shot that, that really people – turn people on is is from the Masters when he was in the – when he was just in the crap down on the right. Oh, yeah. And he takes his wedge. And then afterwards when they ask him, he goes, well, I mean, I practice that all the time. Like I, I know, I, I knew I could do it. I wasn't worried. I knew about I could it. hit a thirty-five yard. Yeah, he's like cut draw wedge. A draw wedge. He's like <laughs> the thing I was worried about was stopping it. I, yeah. I wasn't worried about it actually drawing. Like I knew it. So I, I think that's what a lot of people will miss. And um, him being a major winner, uh, and they get very well respected over there. Anybody that's ever won any sort of major have any sort of success, and that's a big thing for him because I've mentioned to you when we were talking off the air that. Um, he kind of stuck his foot in his mouth years ago where sure. he said he hated that type play Yeah, uh, with the win just because of him, the way he does it, the way he throws it up there and and, and moves the ball. And so he won't go. And you heard Blaine mentioned it. I mean, you got a guy who's double vaccinated, tested negative. And I was it honesty that he admitted he was with somebody? That's or my question. There's a get- rat out there. <laughs> Who's the rat in this situation? <laughs> Somebody tad. It is Caddy Jed not want to go over. Is that what it was? Somebody tattletailed. Oh, How man. do you? I did he tell on himself? Did he call a self penalty off the course? He may have because he said that uh, he didn't feel comfortable. But then in the next tweet, he's like, "I'm just following the rules that." I don't make the rules. I just follow them. Or so, knowing Bubba, did he did he slip up? Did he did was there a form they had to fill out, or was it a phone call where they said, "Hey, before you come over here, let me ask you a few questions." And he slipped up and said, "Yeah, man, I was hanging around with some guy that had it, or so and so that had it, or maybe he dropped a name and it was somebody they had on the list that had a, that had checked out as had it. Maybe that's what it was. Either that, or did the testing facility he went to, or something, somebody there." had it and then it got reported so he had to report it like either if it wasn't at some kind of event there's a rat out there but it's not just we gotta find him it's not just him (laughs) it's um well zach johnson tested positive yes uh so after his final round yeah um he tested positive which is you still wonder because apparently he's been vaccinated so is this another false positive like it was with john rom yeah uh and uh but uh david duvall former open winner he also is same protocol as um, Bubba, so who told on him? Because he's a former he's he's a former winner. They 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 love, love their, winners. their winners over there. And he was definitely not going to be in contention, but no, still, no, they would have. He would have had a a group of fifty dudes, like old dudes, following him around just because it's David Duvall. And then he would have been commentating the feature group on Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And so uh, Hideki, same thing, came in contact. He did not test positive. Mm. Um, Also, major winner. And But, you know, my you mentioned just there, my big question is the consistency. This is without going all political. This is is just, this dates back to when we've talked about the 
Uh, NC State baseball team being sent home but yet allowed to walk out on the field and take pictures before they leave, and they could have legit gone outside the stadium, bought a ticket to get back in and watch the game but couldn't play in it. Right. Same thing with Duvall. If Duvall is on Golf Channel coverage beginning, let's see, we're recording this on Monday. I think they, they are already doing live from the open, but he doesn't become a part of it, I think, until Wednesday night. Kyle, if he's sitting in that chair on Wednesday at that desk We're moving furniture. with Rich Lerner and Brandel Chambly, <laughs> yeah. and he's not in between the ropes it's on Thursday and Friday, be a joke. the RNA deserves to have a, a swift kick in the pants because apparently they're the ones enforcing. I know it's a country rule, right? but they're the one, according to Bubba, they're the ones that are kind of enforcing this rule, that are saying, this is, this is what we don't want happening. And so I, the consistency, now there's been a ton of, we've seen where there's 12 withdrawals and one, one thing, there was another where it said there were 17. They're not all COVID related. Uh, we talked about how there are two Korean players uh, that will not be playing because they are trying to qualify for the Olympics. I guess this doesn't help qualify for the Olympics on no. the finish, or maybe they don't play well here, so they don't want to drop in status. Sure. Um, so they're trying to qualify for the So they're not playing for that reason. Um, but there are others, as I mentioned, Zach Johnson, he tested positive for COVID. So that's why that's why he's not making the trip. Right. Um, but there are others that I'm, I'm curious what this comes to, because I'd ask you before we started talking, what happens to the fringe guys that are qualifying right now it's as we recorded this on Monday. It's already turning Tuesday, in in England and and, and uh, overseas British Open, the British Open. And so, what happens if they say, "Hey, we've had another five drop out. We need to take the alternates. You, can you guys make the trip?" They make the trip, they get off the plane, and they test positive on Wednesday or Wednesday night before it's time to tee off on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, think about this too. So we. Our one of our first guests ever, Jimmy Green, mm-hmm. he was an alternate and got in. He got there Wednesday before the tournament. Like that's not going to happen. Like with no. this, with this, the way this whole thing's set up, they're not going to let them take the course without testing once they get off the plane. Right. That that's not that 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 guy right there, that Jimmy Green or that guy that's hoping he catches his break. Nope. Not going to happen. Not going to happen from over here. Now, if there's a local guy there that is on the waiting list from like the Muni up the road, you know, the club champion, you know, he might get in, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And it's, it's, I get it at one, I get it on one hand safety first, but with safety, there has to be logic. And if we're taking a vaccine that's supposed to help like wildly lower our chances of getting this thing, how does, and we've tested uh, negative, how does contact? How does coming into contact with somebody? How does that throw th- throw things off? Like that could be, you can get a, a vaccine is not always a hundred percent. No, like you could get polio. I mean, you could get things. Well, like- the vaccine is, is the vaccine <laughs> is what's causing a lot of the false positives with these guys, cause, but because they're putting a trace of it into you. Sure, and so then they test them, and it's like Rom, and they're like, oh, we tested positive. It's like. Well, yeah, he just took the vaccine. He's going to test positive. And then two days later, he tests negative. And it's like, of course, it's worked its way out of his system. But even even, even still, like that notwithstanding, vaccines are not ever going to be like a thousand percent foolproof. No. No. So if what's the point? And you know, you know what I mean? If if you're not going to if you're not going to let us just if you're not going to let it's just not very good marketing for a vaccine I would, I, to me. <laughs> In my opinion, it's not very good marketing. And from a golf standpoint, they're changing the rules. Yes. We, we heard with Rom, if you have the vaccine, you're not going to be tested. So the fact that Bubba chimed in and said he came in contact, that's the only reason he's not going. He right. keeps his mouth shut, nothing happens. Because they can't test Maybe. him. Maybe. Because they're not supposed to test him. According yeah. to the rules, they're not supposed to test him since he's been vac- double vaccinated. Same with Hideki. Somebody either sold him out or he chimed in. Yeah. Same thing with Duvall. Now maybe some... maybe they have not been vaccinated. I don't know those two. Those two. Those yeah, last we don't two. Know about those uh, but the fact that Bubba has admitted, I've had both vaccines and I tested positive twice or and, negative twice, and I tested negative twice. But guess what? I'm going to be on the couch watching it at 4 a.m. like the rest of you. I wish he would go to 
the Barbasol. That'd be awesome. Oh, he's taking this time off. He's there's no he, way he ain't going to Kentucky. No, he's going to chill. There's no way, no way he's going to go up there. You know, that's a whole other thing. That is political. They pulled it from the Auburn Opelika area and took it to Kentucky, and they said because of the heat, and it's still 95 degrees up in Kentucky. Yeah, with humidity. So give me another reason, PGA. Don't don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Don't pee on my leg and call it rainwater. That's not happening. You're not fooling anybody. <laughs> yeah. The money brought you up to Kentucky. Those darn horses. You know what I think though. With that tournament, you kind of have to move it, I feel like, every few years. Because think about this. Like you, like we talked about earlier, we're talking about the Barbasol. That's mm-hmm. the same week as the, the, the Open. Yep, you about said British. The Open. I almost All said on. the U.S., but I, <laughs> but I, which that would probably have been a double insult. The Open. Um, I feel like, you know, we said that if, it's, if you win it, you qualify for the Open the next year. Mm-hmm. The field is, although they're great golfers, if it we're just being honest, it's not typically some of your A-list, A-list no. guys. So your crowds are going to be extremely local. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a. There's not going to be the big draw for like let's just say the Tour Championship in Atlanta. There's people that'll come from all over to go to the mm-hmm. Tour Championship. There's not going to be a whole lot of people mm-hmm. from all over come to the Barbasol. So every three or four years, they might kind of have to move it around because the local thing may kind of wear off or, you know, you, you, you get what I'm saying? Oh, I so, completely get So a, when a new event comes, everybody's excited. Oh, there's – because they did it here. Was it two or three years they did it here? Three, I think. Or Th- three out two of or three. I, I can't remember. It was a four-year contract. They, they bought their way out of the contract. Yeah. And so um, I went uh, a couple of times because um, being in sales and marketing had some hospitality passes and decided yeah. I'd go and, and drink free booze and, and watch golf. And I will say, I can't remember if I went, I, I didn't go all three years, I know, because one year I was at the beach. So the two years that I did go, the crowd was smaller than the year before. I will say that. Yeah. So um, I, and maybe, I'll say this too. Maybe that's it. Maybe it is so freaking hot. It is. And it it, is. It's, so unless they, and, <laughs> and the thing so is, hot. they can't take it anywhere right now because uh, you got, if you head out west, they're having 100 plus temperatures. It, they're trying to take it to Kentucky. It's still 90 degrees in Kentucky. It's up on the East Coast, up in the Boston, New York area. It's 90, 95 degrees and humid. So I, I don't, Canada's closed. You can't take it there. No. So I don't, I don't know what they do unless they take it down to South Florida, where even though it's hot, there's a constant breeze the entire time. So at least they stay fairly cool. That'd be even more miserable. Yeah. No kidding. So, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going to be taking place this week. Of course, that'll be in Kentucky. But, um, yeah, I, I'm curious how this shakes out before opening tee times on Thursday morning because uh, we're up to at least 12 WDs. I think it could be 17, and the other names haven't been released uh, as of yet. So I don't know that there's been this many withdrawals in a tournament before that I've that I've been a part of or recognized. Maybe something big, yeah, especially for big names. Yeah, I think it's because it's a major. I mean, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure, the Rocket City Mortgage. Yeah, the Rocket City Mortgage Classic. Yeah. Uh, Rocket yeah. Mortgage. Rocket Classic. Mortgage Classic. <laughs> Rocket City. That's a, that's the pandas. That's the trash pandas. Trash pandas. Uh, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Um, maybe you have that many that w- that withdraw either for injury reasons or some other reason. But with it being a major, you just don't hear about people withdrawing from majors unless yeah. something bad has happened. No, so you're right. That's where we stand, and you'll miss Bubba. You'll miss uh, former champion Duvall, uh, former major winner, and Zach Johnson. Current um, Masters champion. Yeah, Hideki Matsuyama, um, who is also playing decent golf right now. Uh, so, And who's who's to say who else is? Uh, Matthew Wolf is yeah. out. Siwoo Kim is out. Sanjay M. Those are the two that are going to be um, trying to qualify for the Olympics uh, for Korea. Um, so that is that's some of the – Guaranteed not playing. So it's still gonna be still gonna be fun though. No tiger. Yeah, no tiger. (laughs) Still gonna be great. We'll still be up. I'll still be up at four a.m. on Thursday watching some of the first groups go out. Oh, no doubt. It'd be great. So So, British British Open. The Open. Open Championship. (laughs) Open Championship. (laughs) This weekend, you can look good while you're watching the Open. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. So, like we we talked about with Blaine. We picked up a uh, fun partner slash sponsor with uh, Swannies. Yes. Uh, they are sort of an up-and-coming golf lifestyle brand. They're super cool stuff. If you like printed polos and 
cool outerwear and hats and shorts and joggers. They got joggers. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what you told me. That's going to be all you, can, you right there, man. You can uh, use uh, coupon code DADBODGOLFPOD-DASH. 25 for 25% off your order. They have a really cool subscription box. So if you don't like to shop, really, let's just say you just don't like to pick stuff out. They'll pick it out for you. So once a quarter, you can get seasonal items sent to you and it's not very expensive. I think it's like $79. You get one to two uh, seasonal items and then you get one to two what they call uh, rotating brand partners. Mm-hmm. So it could be anything from like ball marks to hats to any kind of, any kind of stuff from, uh, brands that they, they partner with. Uh, you can do that, uh, have it shipped to you once a quarter, let them do the shopping for you. Cool company. Like I said, uh, use uh, coupon code dadbodgolfpod dash 25 at checkout, get 25% off your next order. And, uh, our, another fun company that we partner with, and I'm super excited about this because I'm a golf uh, I'm kind of like a a golf club swag <laughs> aficionado. I like head covers. I like grips. I like things like that. I like stuff to look cool. So, uh, SweetRollsGolf.com. Uh, they are they're a very uh, unique uh, putter grip. Yes, company. They they do custom putter grips, and they have some really cool designs. They're sort of like if you like a bigger putter grip. They're perfect for you. Cool hats. Uh, go uh, use DadBod20 at checkout. Get and that tw- is not case sensitive from what we've Not case told. sensitive. DadBod20 at checkout. Get 20% off. I've got I've got my putter grip. On its come, way. On its way. I'm hoping it's here, you know, before my tournament this weekend. Yeah, I want to get Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get my uh, my putter re, re-gripped and, and ready to go. Uh, have a cool hat to go with it. But um, these guys are what make – makes it possible for us to uh, be able to continue to do this. So y'all support them, reach out to them. And uh, next, uh, the next show, we're going to throw out our open picks, the open picks. You got some catching up to do. Yeah. You smoked <laughs> me last time. So <laughs> I'm going to really study and uh, really look at the betting odds <laughs> and figure out who I like. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and put a disclaimer. Neither one of us can pick John Rom because that's the easy way out. Oh, we couldn't last time. Well, no, because we did the outside the top 50, and then we could do a pick. Um, Your winner, anybody under 50 to 1, not named John Rom. Okay. Okay, that's the easy way out. That's the easy way out. So we're, so we'll get, we'll send out our picks, and we got a couple of other fun stories we want to talk about, some cool videos that we saw over the weekend um, yes. that were absolutely hilarious. So y'all check us out next time. Don't forget, you can email us at dadbodgolfpod. <laughs> At, G- at gmail.com Dad you can leave us pod. you can leave us a voicemail yes ben has the number this time I do have the number. three three four we were talking about that just you guys just start calling numbers around the state of alabama you'll be fine three three four five two one eight three oh seven three three four five two one eighty three oh seven we did get a review my buddy jody I'm not sure if it's Joe. I'm not sure my if it's Jody. I was kind of wondering. I'm going to read it really quick. It says he's writing a review to get a shout out on the pod. Ben is my hero. <laughs> Great job, guys. Jody A11. I'm kind of wondering, is Jody your middle name? Uh, no, it is not. It, like is, a, it is not. Ben is my middle name. So okay. there you go. Jody's, Jody's your, not my first you, name. Are you either. Jody Ben? No, I'm not Jody Ben. But I'm going to start calling you Jody Ben. I will say this. Uh, Jody, I uh, uh, love that guy. And uh, he, he is from Op, Alabama. He and I grew up playing ball against one another. And we were both in Auburn at the same time together. And I uh, played golf with one another. Used to go over to Columbus all the time and play because they had great deals for students. So yeah. we'd go to Bull Creek and – and and play over there. So uh, Columbus, Georgia. Also, since I have a mic and he doesn't, he was a pitcher at Op and in summer league ball. I owned him, smoked him. Oh, I owned him, and he knows it. He's listening right now, going, "You had to throw that in." I mean, owned him. Yeah, you, he hated to you see him come to the play. You had his number. Yeah, there's no doubt. Like he he, if they could do like doing the majors now, where that's it, just go ahead and take first, so you didn't even have to pitch to him. He would have done that. That's how bad it was. Is it like off uh, Major League Two? Jack Parkman, yeah. when, when he says he's batting a little bit over 900 yes, against Vaughn. batting over a little nine. Yes. I'd be batting a little over 900 against Jody. I'm so. team Jody. I'm just going to go and throw this out there, Jody. I think he's completely making all this up. So. But, hey, like Jody did. Yes. Go rate, subscribe, and review 
us on the iTunes, Apple iTunes yes. uh, podcast app, and we might have a discussion about you. you we, know, we could. If you have a recognizable um, name, we know who it is. We might we might say a few things about you. Yeah, I was so. going to say, if you don't want to be called out by your real name, you better not leave it up there because <laughs> it's going to happen, folks. Yeah, you better do a uh, alias, <laughs> an alias. But uh, we, uh, we enjoyed it, and uh, we'll be back again on Thursday. Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always stroke. You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.